Well, hello, 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 all you lovely lot. How are you doing? Are we all surviving quarantine or lockdown? I'm not going to lie, it's been a week. Ups, downs, all round about the houses, as we say in Scotland. But you know what? Uh, Still here, still alive. Thankful for our amazing NHS, our amazing um, social care workers, uh, home care workers, delivery drivers, supermarket workers, pharmacy workers, dentists, all teachers. Oh my goodness, how can I forget our teachers? Um, all our essential services. Thank you a million, million thank yous in this unusual of times. Today's episode was recorded um, at the start of March, before really um, all of the unknown and uh, worrying time for most of us had actually hit. And today's guest is Hannah Marie Williams, casting director. And Misha and Hannah had been working together for a week, and Misha and Hannah had a little sit down chat over a pint of tenants. Um, I believe that Hannah thinks that it's named after David Tennant. It's Def was not Hannah, but that's okay. <laughs> um, well, we also have some really exciting things for you guys. Um, so Hannah does a huge amount of work for Backstage. Um, and Backstage are offering our actor listeners 12 months free subscription. So at checkout, just quote promo code persistent and nasty, all in capital letters. Remember you've also got your promo code for We Edition who are doing amazing stuff with general meetings right now with so many casting directors across um, the UK, America. Remember that your a discount code for that is nasty capital letters 25 and that will get you 25% off your monthly subscription for that. So exciting. Welcome to us and our sponsors. Thanks for having us, guys. We're we're so glad to have you on board. Um, I'm not going to ramble on too much, although we're already at two minutes something. But anyway, this episode is um, fun, full of frolics. We, Misha and uh, Hannah talk about everything from Scottish and Welsh food um, to standing in your power as a female. So all I can say to you is maybe get yourself... A can of tenants, because nobody can go to the pub. Get yourself a wee cup of tea, sit back, relax, enjoy. Hannah Williams, <laughs> casting director. Oh my god. Fake <laughs> in London. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna try and not do what I've been doing for the past week and copy your accent really badly. That's I think that's fair. Yeah. Given our audience is mainly Scottish. Oh shit! It's yeah, not really. True. We've got quite a vast. Okay, great. A vast following, fans. Mm. Yeah, but I still, I still think that I should keep that at bay as much as possible. I just can't help myself. But then also, I do find that people copy my accent quite a bit. It's because it's from Cat. Oh no! Yeah. <sighs> Down Cardiff. in the valleys, Cardiff. Valleys. Valleys. But I'm not oh. a valleys girl. I am actually from Cardiff. Cardiff. So Valleys is like this. Okay. Cardiff. Like, I'm from Cardiff. It's a bit harder, isn't it? It's a bit harder, a bit more rough. (laughs) So you work mainly in London, Mm. in film and television. Uh, Commercials at the minute. Commercials at the minute? Yeah. Okay, I like that. What's been your favourite thing to cast? Um, Favourite way of casting is to 
look in places that you wouldn't usually look. So I like speaking to agents and I obviously love securing talent. Like that's a proper buzz to call an agent and maybe have someone in or maybe send an offer straight away to like, somebody. Yeah, like me, your celebrity's Greek. Can we have them? Your celebrity. Like, I would like your celebrity, please. Can I get your please celebrity? Thank mm. you. Civu play. <laughs> um, and for them to say, do you know what? I also believe in this project. And yes, I would love to be involved. Like that's a proper buzz. And I love that side of things. Um, and I love also putting together a cast in that way where we know that they can do it so we feel confident in them and let's mix, mix this experience with this experience and then pull those together and create something in that way but I actually just in terms of enjoyment and it might change but for now I really like to go and workshop actors who haven't been trained or um find um, find something special in somebody that maybe hasn't had opportunities before yeah, it's a lot more work, but it's, I find it. Yeah, it's like a diamond in the rough or putting a spotlight somewhere that there's been, it's been quite dark for a while, kind of. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Yeah, so that's that's the way that I'm enjoying working at the moment, but that's probably gonna change as I move along. Do you feel like casting directors maybe start with that enthusiasm, and then as they kind of get through the business, that um, that energy and that enthusiasm dies off and that's when they start to get more lazy with it or they start to like just pick easy or do you think actually it's more just a kind of character thing like because you love finding it and you have that like excitement from finding something or like going on like a proper journey with it and yeah. really looking that when you do get it it feels more like you've accomplished something do you think that is more like that's your attitude that's where you are and that's where you'll always cast do you know why I really don't know the answer to that? Because I... So we've been doing this all week where we've been going and workshopping actors with Scottish Drama Training Network and backstage. And I... I do feel like sometimes I might be a little bit too positive in the way that I think about the industry and that maybe I haven't been... I haven't seen enough of it that I can say in a really... Um, like in, I can't enforce that opinion that it, it it can be really exciting and we do want to find new talent and we do want to look off the beaten track and but that's just the way that I feel about it at the moment. I hope that I always am enthusiastic. I think I'm just really enthusiastic. I think you anything. probably will be. But I've quite liked. Um, we've had a lot of students ask, "Oh, what about facial uh, tattoos and piercings and and like blue hair and green hair and like like not looking that kind of blank canvas actor kind of way?" And you've that I really like. Every time someone ans asks that, you give them a really kind of positive answer. Yeah. Well, do you know I saw. An amazing film at London Film Festival last year and the writer of that film so Sarah Gavron directed it and it's, she directed Suffragettes and she's an incredible director but I really connected with the story of the film but the way that they cast it also is just like my perfect viewing experience so they cast it with Lucy Pardy who's a casting director and works with people who haven't had the opportunity to go to drama school and training and all those things um, and they did it through a series of workshops with kids in schools in North London. And the cast is like the most diverse thing that you've seen, you know, on a screen in an indie film. And um, 
somebody in the audience asked the question, um, it was something along the lines of like, did you, like how hard did you have to work to get the diversity into the, into the project? And the writer said, you know, we weren't trying, this is London. This is the way that London is. This is what South London looks, it was North London, sorry. This is what North London looks like. We just met real people, workshopped them. They happened to be okay on camera. And then they were cast on the project. So it was a like representation of what it actually is. So like when somebody asks, should I change myself? Well, no, because that is what society looks like. Not everyone looks the same and nor should they. So, um, but then again, that's what I'm saying about like being optimistic and positive about that side of things. Like, that's what I think. So I think, yes, you should look like yourself and yes, you should not pretend to be like super outgoing if you're not super outgoing, but just like be open to chat and all that stuff that we've been speaking about. But like, I don't know whether or not I'm, I'm, given a fair representation of what the industry actually is like I just that's just what I think you should be yourself but like I've said to you before about I think that actually that's really important to put out as a message because even if some casting directors don't cast like that if an actor is has been made to feel like they are okay to be absolutely who they are the way they are is great and that's what brings like the most out of them because they can only like be who they are yeah and to a part an actor playing that part will always bring themselves to it mm. and so if yeah anyway i'm going going round in circles but i think that by you saying no absolutely do it do what you would want to do because that's what we want to cast someone yeah. that looks like a real person that is then encouraging that mentality so people who might have been swayed by someone saying, nah, you can't have anything, you must be a blank canvas, you must look like everybody else so that we can cast you in this uniform, like, that is literally perpetuating an idea that is old-fashioned, outdated and not helpful for yeah. the future of our film and TV. Yeah. We want to see people who are interesting different. We want to see people who've come from a vast variety of backgrounds mm. and who have maybe different experiences and different uh, challenges and barriers in their life. We don't want to see the same cookie cookie. cookie. <laughs> Cooties. We've all got cooties. I've got cooties. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, cookie cutter. Yeah, cookie cutter actors. We just don't want that anymore. Yeah. That's not the way the industry's going. Yeah, so for sure. I, th I don't think that that is a bad thing for you to be saying, and I don't yeah. think that you saying that is misrepresentative. Okay, well, that's that's quite nice to hear. I... I just, I also think if you're training actors in colleges, universities, drama schools, um, there are some that might not end up doing that. And if they sway away from being the person that they actually want to be, and I know it might sound trivial, like, should I get tattoos, should I get piercings and all those things, but like, it is a form of expression. And I just think that we shouldn't, try and make people feel like what they are is not okay because even if they don't end up being actors 
They might have stunted their own personal growth for three years. That's deep. But, like, do you know what I mean? Ooh, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's absolutely right. <laughs> and I think that fundamentally that's so important. Yeah. And so, although we're kind of saying, can you say that, no, I don't get a tattoo or get a tattoo or do what you want. It's fine. Don't worry about it. But see, when you look at it at that level, like we can joke, oh, that's deep. But it is, and that's the kind of thing that we need to be more conscious of. And I think that's the way we're we're lucky that we are more conscious of that now. And we are waking up to the fact that actually the way we treat people, the way we show people on screen, the way we like the, yeah, the representation that you're seeing on screen, on stage, is this, it should reflect what we are seeing in life. I, I just I just know, like, in myself and most people that I know, be them working in the industry or not, like, we want to watch... We don't want to watch the same stuff all the time. And we want to watch new stories from new mm-hmm. voices and be that writers or directors or, you know, the people who are in front of the camera. I want to see... So- I want to learn something, for fuck's sake. Like, I want to see something that I haven't seen before and a period drama sure you know that's fine in its own right but like there need to be new things all the time the show's kids and the way that they live now and um yeah I don't know I just I like it yeah and do you find that the people that you are meeting and working with in the industry are on the same page as you yeah 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 for sure so there you go yeah exactly yeah, it's, it feels like a really exciting time to be involved in casting, actually. Um, people are much more willing to listen to new ideas about who you are suggesting for things. And I don't know, I'm, I maybe would feel like I had to work in a certain way before, but now I'm not um, nervous or self-conscious that I'm suggesting people who are outside of the parameters of a role or a character that I've been given like I feel more confident to make suggestions that are challenging certain things that we have in a character be that any level of age gender ethnicity you know anything that that is I can suggest a little bit more um in, in my mind in a more interesting way and do you feel like that confidence to be able to do that has come from you getting to this point in your career do you think it's coming from you finally feeling like you can trust your voice as a woman in the industry what kind of do you know what I think it's probably an age thing yeah probably I think that's always the way that I've it's it's what I want to actually watch like I want to work on projects ultimately my goal is going to be well is and always has been I want to work on stuff that I'm proud of and that I would want to watch as a viewer as an audience and I want to know that I'm part of that and that it's interesting to me as a viewer in a purely selfish way I just want to make sure that I'm creating stuff that I'm proud of that I think is important I don't think that's selfish though because I think that you clearly have as an as a viewer with your background you have got a background that's relatable to people like you've grown up in cardiff i think i get i presume i'm presuming now i'm I'm making cardiff you've grown up in cardiff (laughs) like you come from your working class background completely 
Yeah. You yeah. like you are so relatable yeah. to so many people and what you want to see on TV is what most people want to see on TV. Yeah. And so I don't think that that's anything that... I don't think it's selfish at all. Yeah. It's you going... When I was growing up, I was watching stuff that was, like, about fucking middle-class white men. I'm kind of fucking bored of that. I think everyone's bored of that now. Well, we're fucking bored of it. <laughs> we're, we're sick to the back teeth of it. So we're kicking it right out. Yeah. And we're saying, actually... Get out. There are... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. <laughs> there are more people than that in our fucking world. And we just, we fucking love everybody. Yeah. We like people with disabilities. We like people who've got tattoos. We like people with piercings and, like, colourful hair. Yeah. We like people that have got wonky features. Yeah. And, like, who aren't symmetrical and who are not stick thin. Guys, they got a much more interesting story. So, yeah. I, I, I do think the confidence in that... And being able to see. Yeah. Do we really need yeah, that to be Yeah, it's not being like a development, like, oh, I've now decided that's what I want to see and that's the type of people, not the type of people, because they're, they're all different types, but that's the way that I want to um, cast or work or the type of people that I want to work with. I think I've just always wanted to see it. Like, I, so when I first started in casting and I, it, it was really like, it's been a bit of a snowball process but as I was working through and was working on different types of things and I worked on quite a few like studio feature films that I wouldn't be something that I would choose to watch maybe um but were also great experiences I then decided I wanted wanted to work in documentary because I was just really interested in real people and like actual stories yeah so I think maybe me coming back then to casting actors or um to be honest like really starting from that point to cast actors and telling the stories right at the forefront there was me realizing well actually I do want to tell real stories but I do want to work in a way that we can construct this and we can tell a story that we're setting out um although working in documentaries is all right but it's, it's that sounds like you've been really good at following your gut and the way that you've built up your career, you started knowing that you wanted to do something kind of creative. You mm. started out doing your photography degree. Yeah. Living <laughs> that dream. <laughs> Snipping photos. Just wanted to learn how to take a good selfie, guys. That's all I wanted. And you fucking nailed it. Yeah, fab. Wait, wait till you see the photo that we got <laughs> prior to this. I hate myself. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's not that's okay. Not the, no, that's not allowed. That's not the message that we're uh, perpetuating. <laughs> okay, sure. Okay, okay, okay. But you've you've always it sounds like you've really known in your gut and you've really listened to that kind of you wanted to be telling real people stories. So that was the experience you got. But you also knew that you wanted those were the stories you wanted to see on screen, and you knew that that was kind of where you wanted to be. But it's just by like doing it that you realised that. It was about merging those two elements. Yeah. Because, like, you didn't go straight into TV and and commercial and film casting because it didn't feel representative of what you wanted to to be doing. Yeah. And so you needed to have done what kind of was right for you to be able to realise that you could actually merge. Yeah. Is my uh, psych- psychological analysis? Psychoanalyze me. Yeah, I've got to say that was really impressive. You know, and I think you're right. 
I, thank you. I'll uh, get a certificate when okay, I leave. Fantastic. I'll pay you two hundred quid on the way out. <laughs> but I think no. I think you're right. However, I will say like I never had a plan. Like I never thought. Basically, long story short, when I was young, we've got a podcast. You can actually tell the long story. It's okay. Fine. I will. I. It's really boring. But um, we'll make it. Tell the fun bits. Okay. The fun bits are. Oh, are they the fun bits? So, so I, I... People love a story. Okay. When I was younger, just a wee little girl. 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 Oh, I thought it was Geral. 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 If you're going to say Geral... Okay, try again. I'm a whale. <laughs> you're not a Sorry, whale. Sorry, I You mean myself. like Wayne? No, I'm trying to say wee, like small. Wee. Okay. When I was a wee little girl. You wouldn't say wee little. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Because wee is little. Sure. <laughs> and whatever. When I was a young child <laughs> and also going into um, a teenager, mm-hmm. there was no doubt in my mind, like, I've just always been quite a confident person and not in a way that was like, actually, I was pretty self-conscious about the way that I looked and things like that. But there was confidence in the way that there was no doubt in my mind that one day I was going to be doing something wicked. And that was just the plan. I'm going to do something wicked and then I'm going to be really great and happy and blah, blah, blah. So um, there's been no real career path there's been no five-year plan ten-year plan but things have just sort of progressed in the way that they have and everything that I've worked on past high school because I was really bad student I was really naughty um everything that I've worked on and that I've enjoyed doing I've been really into and passionate in that moment for that thing and then I found the next thing and then I've been really passionate and really into that thing and then I've moved on to the next thing. So I never really thought, like, oh, that I want to be a casting director until probably the last, like, two years when I've actually been working as a casting director and now I've realised, like, this is what I want to do. However, ask me in ten years' time, I might be a nurse or something else. But it'll be fucking wicked. I'll be passionate as fuck. <laughs> That's what I'll be. <laughs> Living the dream. So I'm interested in this, um, what you're saying about how you were um, a bit bossy and you were naughty. Mm-hmm. You weren't bossy. You weren't naughty. You liked to talk and you liked that. people. Yeah. Were you Were you fucking like setting toilet roll on fire in the toilets? Were you, like, <laughs> leaving, like, rotten fish in the ceiling? Like, no. <laughs> you just were chatting to people in class. Am I right? Am I... Oh, oh, I'm just getting this sense here. <laughs> this is me doing, like, a, a brain reading. Don't worry about it, guys. You can't see, but I am just... I'm getting sense. I'm getting a sense that there's a solid area. <laughs> you can't see. That was more of a visual joke. <laughs> You're not wrong, like. You're not. <laughs> I do you know I I think oh my god I yeah I just really wanted to chat to everyone I really wanted everyone to be my mate and I really wanted everyone to think I was funny and I just wanted to have a have a laugh and I bet you were funny and I bet they wanted to be your mate too <laughs> Because <laughs> they were like, she keeps getting kicked oh, out of class because she's talking. So annoying. She's, she's distracting so annoying. us. We just want to do algebra. 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I, I wasn't like naughty, like I really wasn't mean. Mm-mm. And I wasn't, um, yeah, I just, I wa- like there wasn't a bad element to it. Like, I don't think so anyway. But I just really wanted to chat and I did, I didn't, I didn't want to work. But why were you made to feel like you were some bossy, like, I just, that really winds me up that little girls who yeah. just want to chat and be, like, interesting and, prefer- like, like, do you know what I mean? So if there was a wee guy, he would be called the class clown. Yeah. And they'd all be like, oh, wee Jimmy. He just <laughs> loves to make everyone laugh. Like, oh, Jimmy. Sh- Jimmy, give us a wee break. Shh, sh- Jimmy. But you were like, she's naughty out the class. Yeah. And have you noticed, so if that's like yeah. a part of you, kind of, that's the way you've been, is that transferred into the industry? Have you found that people have kind of come at you and given you that whole, listen, you are really outspoken. Like, have, have you ever found that? when you've been working and gone, fuck you. You're reminding me of my childhood right now and I'm not happy about it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you know the story. Oh my God. You she's, are so leading on to this. She's doing a podcast and she's trying to get a story out how of me. Dare yous. <laughs> how dare yous. How fucking dare yous. No, Again. How, how dare you. How dare you. Why? Put it the back. How, how dare you. Yeah, okay, better, but still not great. We'll move on. Had it, had it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I've been called too assertive, and that definitely made me feel like, why would I be called too assertive? Assertive is not a bad word in my eyes. Mm-mm. You know? I do know what I want in the moment that I'm in. It might change a little bit later on. But, like, in the moment that I'm in, absolutely, like, I am going to ask for what I want and I'll only ask for it if I think I'm due, due it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I don't like that word. It makes me feel... There's a post that's... I'm going to try and find it now because I want to quote it correctly. Um, but it's a post that's been going around a lot lately. I think someone shared it and now everyone's... Now everyone's like jumping, jumping on it. It's about um, that word, so is it? It is. It's about that word. No, well, it's not about. It's more about that idea. So it's to the women who are aggressive, keep being assertive. To the women who are bossy, keep on leading. To the women who are difficult, keep telling the truth. To the women who are too much, keep taking up space. To the women who are awkward, keep asking hard questions. Mm. And I think that that for me is a real. It, it, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a wake-up call because I woke up a wee while ago and I was like, yeah, <laughs> fucking ducks. <laughs> but it is one of those things, it's just a wee reminder of like, yeah, I've been called bossy. Mm. I've been called a bit of a fucking hard arse. Like that kind of, you just are a bit of a ball breaker. Ball breaker even, like... Ball breaker. Ball breaker. It's like, what, because I'm challenging someone? What, because I'm... I'm I'm calling a guy out for being lazy mm. or sloppy. I'm saying, could you not just do that like proper that job properly? I'm, that that's not a, I'm not being a ball breaker. I'm I'm trying to get the job done. Yeah. And if a guy said to me, if a guy that was my boss said to me, "Oh, do you mind doing that again?" I'd be like, "No bother," because 
you're right, I didn't have a lot of time and I just threw that together and it was sloppy and my bad, really sorry, 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 apologetic, many apologies, my 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 forgiveness, whatever bullshit. <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? It's yeah. It's this narrative that women have to be nice and soft and gentle mm. and apologetic of holding their space and holding a room and holding any sort of opinion. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's why that just irks me. Be- to, to be honest with you, like, I, I've not really come across too much. Like, that was that was a woman that called me assertive. Mm-hmm. And a very self-conscious and insecure woman at that, you know? And I have not really faced anything from, like, particularly, like, men that I would say that it's been, like, specifically men that have tried to tell me to stop doing what I'm doing. It's just been, like... I don't know. I I just... I just think that I've always known that I don't... If I don't agree with you, there's no way that I'm going to... Oh, I say that, do you know? Do you know, I say that. I say that. And then I'm reminded of how I was when I first started working in the, in the industry. And I did just take a lot of shit. And it wasn't from men, it was from women. I know. And that's even more... <laughs> it's more disappointing on yeah. both sides because you're like, me, mm. you know what we're going through. You know how this feels. Why are you, like, why are you, like, allowing that kind of attitude <clears throat> to be... Okay, but I I do, I do think, and I've I'm only like f- fresh faced in the film and TV industry, but I do think that women in the film and TV industry have really suffered fucking hard. I get the impression that they've fought. And it's just me just like belching my tennis. <laughs> Apologies, one and all. Um, but women have really fought hard for the positions that they're in in the film and TV industry. If they are, like, high up, if they are producing shit, if they mm. are doing the really, like, those badass jobs that you're like, oh, my God, they're amazing. Yeah. Like, they have fucking fought tooth and nail to get there. And you can bet that they've suffered some seriously, like, gruesome encounters. Yeah. And so... Part of you is like, I understand why you're angry and like, and why also, they're thank you, thank like, you thank for doing you for that. doing that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I can see why you have got like an element of protectiveness and fierceness and like yeah. can that kind of like much more hard exterior. But at the same time, do not act the way you have been treated. treated. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's where actually we're really lucky. The 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 kind of generation that we are coming up through, the the age that we're in now, we are seeing both sides. They didn't see anything above them. There was mm. no there was no path forged. They fought through the fucking like the ro- the rose well, it's not a rose bush. I was gonna say bracken and then I've changed it to rose bush and you wouldn't fuck. What's they, the bracken? They, no, the thicket. Okay. Aye. They fought... <laughs> Please. <laughs> they fought through the thicket. They literally carved their path. Yeah. And they didn't have anything to... Look- and so they're, like, fucking, like... They've got little tears in their clothes. They're, bit, like, twigs in their hair. They're, they're knackered because they've had to fight through that. We are kind of, like, following their path. Mm. So we've got... 
we've we already have something to follow, even if it's not necessarily the most diverse like set of um, kind of like I'm trying I'm, again I'm like I'm emoting physically. And it's that kind of gestural, we're looking up and we can see the people there that's maybe not as diverse as we would like it, but we at least can see people in those positions yeah. that we can relate, relate to on some level. And the people below us will see an even more diverse canopy above them. Yeah. And that, hopefully, will dissipate the bad attitude, the bad behaviour, the... Um, the fact that people do still have those... I mean, I don't even know what I'm trying to say, but it's, no, that kind of, it, it's really disappointing when women did, like put you down yeah. and patronise you and make you feel like a small wee idiot because you think, you've been made to feel like that. You know what that feels like, so why would you do it to someone else? Mm. But actually, it's because they are so hardened. Mm by the frustration, I would say. And that's, I can understand it. I don't necessarily agree with it, mm. but at least we've had a little bit more support so that we're like gonna be less hardened by the time we get up there into right. our thrones. When we are looking yeah. down on the sorry people and we're saying, we grant you passage into our kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's why I'm probably gonna be a dictator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, you are, you absolutely are. <laughs> Um, I'm going to be your minion and I'm going to be very, very pleased with I'm like, that. grapes, more grapes. <laughs> Absolutely, my lord. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Which castle would you choose? Which are the Scottish castles that you've seen the so one, far? The one that's out the front there that you told me an absolute bullshit story about. A the, Inverness <laughs> the Inverness Castle. Yeah. That one. Well, maybe, well, maybe write the fable of the Inverness Castle. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it was that one. Totally real. I don't know what you're talking about. I didn't make it up. Spine, what? Absolute shine. <laughs> um, so, do you know what I I find really exciting about like just to flip it on his head because I don't know if you know about me. I like to be a bit positive. Um, I I think that what is really exciting is and something we've spoken about loads this week, is um, feeling this sense of, well, do you know what? I have actually got a place in this industry and at some point these voices are going to be the people who are actually at the top of this industry and what's going to be happening then? So if we've, we've come that far from you know, people who are maybe to the edge of their careers now, you mm -hmm. know, and we are the people maybe who are just coming into our own and finding our own yeah. place and all those things. We've got another 30 years to go. So what's going to happen by that point? Mm -hmm. that, that we are the... Not, the, not we, I mean, those people are the... Inheritors. Who, yeah, yeah, like where where is heirs? Not inheritors, heirs to the throne. Uh, sorry, yeah, heirs, heirs, heirs. Yes, where like where is the the industry gonna be? And like that's not just film. That's mm. like everything. Yeah, I'm I'm hopeful. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I'm totally derailing our entire chat so far <laughs> because it's like, do you know what? We covered it. We solved it. Uh. The industry is gonna be healed thanks to our. Our heat like hands. Kisses. Kisses. Our love and generosity. <laughs> um, and this is... We're changing the sound. 
<laughs> we were talking earlier mm-hmm. in our little break. We, honestly, the week that we've had, it's no wonder this podcast is mild delirium. Well, I probably explain. should. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, and then I'll go back to what I was about to right. derail with. So we'll derail the derail, and then we'll go back to the first derail. <laughs> so this week, me and Hannah have been touring Scotland. Um, food, culture, acting and filmmaking students. Um one of my hustles is working with Scottish Drama Training Network, an absolutely insane organisation uh, that is a network of 24 of the uh, colleges and universities across Scotland that offer acting, musical theatre, film and TV, technical theatre, sound design and broadcast. Not sound design, but sound and broadcast. I'm adding extra words. <laughs> um, and we basically will support these creative arts uh, courses will support their students will offer opportunities for them we do some pretty boss ass stuff on very little money and um we're great i'm actually was thinking about sharing this on scottish drama training network and now i'm like god i should probably be careful about how much i swear um anyway i swear i know because i just think that's real life (laughs) guys i'm preparing you i'm preparing you for real life people swear get over it thank me anyway so So this week, um, me and Hannah met at the Edinburgh Fringe last year. Hannah Hannah works as well as a casting director. She works with Backstage, which is a bloody brilliant uh, platform for casting, as well as being a boss uh, magazine over in New York and America. America. All the Americas. (laughs) And um, so because she works with Backstage, she's able to offer these brilliant casting workshops and offer students the chance to try backstage and teach them about casting. And it's so invaluable for um, people who are studying and trying to forge a career in film and acting. So anyway, we've had an absolute blast uh, on the road this week. Um, We've seen nearly nearly 400 students across Scotland Mm -hmm. in Glasgow, Edinburgh, Dundee and Inverness with colleges, Glasgow Clyde, City of Glasgow. We're doing some shout-outs now, guys. (laughs) City of Glasgow. I love you, Dad. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Toot, toot. (laughs) Sorry, carry on with the colleges. City of Glasgow, Glasgow Kelvin, Royal Conservatoire of Scotland. Um, Are those all the Glasgow's? SAE in Glasgow as well uh, and then we've got Edinburgh Napier, Edinburgh College, Queen Margaret University, Fife College, Dundee and Angus College, Inverness College, Maury College and uh, some students who are doing their higher drama and moving image at Eden Court as well. So it has been an absolute blast and the uh, talent that we've seen has been really really exciting mm. and actually just being able to network the actors with the filmmakers has been proper good because <laughs> you don't really get that when you're when you're studying you kind of just like plow on to try and get through your curriculum and you fall out the other side and it's a bit like oh my god we're in the industry what the hell do we do and actually just knowing some other folk from different institutions who are around you who are doing slightly different things who've learned different things in their course or who are studying filmmaking opposed to acting or acting opposed to filmmaking it's just really helpful Mm. anyway that's my pitch but um that's the week that we've had um, so we're a little bit deranged and delusional. <laughs> I've been uh, making sure that, no worries, guys, but I have been making sure daily that Hannah gets a dose of Scottish uh, cuisine. Yeah. We had on uh, Tuesday, we had... Um, I, uh, what did you have on... Oh, there's nothing on Tuesday. Oh, no. Wait, 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 Glasgow. On, in, 
in Glasgow, what did we have? We didn't have anything. No, we, we were didn't. really just stressed and happy yeah. to see each other and yeah. make this happen. Yeah. But on Wednesday, we had an Empire Biscuit because apparently it's not called a nipple cake. It looks like a nip. It's a bit, of a, bit of a nip. Mm. Um, oh, no, you had your shortbread in the hotel in Glasgow, didn't you? Or was that Edinburgh as well? No, that was it's, Edinburgh as well. It's all a blur. <laughs> um, what have I had? I've had nipple cake. That's for uh, anyone confused. That is your uh, Empire Biscuit, which apparently is Scottish, yeah. Yeah. I didn't realise. I've never seen it before. It just looks like a really posh... Jammy Dodger. Jammy Dodger, yeah, yeah, yeah. But with a nip. <laughs> it's a midget gem, I think you'll yeah, but find. Yeah, we saw a jelly baby on one earlier. I think that was just Inverness. I don't know what they were playing with, but it's yeah, fire. Yeah. Um, that, I've had haggis. And what did you think of haggis? Um, I liked it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Plenty, thank you. I've had... Iron Brew, and yeah. I've had... So we had a bit of a confusion with Iron Brew. I feel like I need to add this in because I was a bit frustrated, actually, by your first introduction. <laughs> the taxi driver in Glasgow, like, <laughs> shout-out, legend. Um, I can find out his name if you want to fact-check. Well, I think well, it was Mitch. Thanks, Mitch, in Glasgow. Yeah. Hamden Cabs or Network? Or Uber? It was an Uber ting. An Uber ting. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mitch, from Uber for... Uh, Introducing Hannah to the Iron Brew can. Hannah didn't immediately drink the Iron Brew. Hannah was saving it for a really special moment when she was in need. And she left it in her bag. So we were sat in Dundee and she looked to me and she said, Misha, I don't... First of all, she she opened it and tried it without saying to me that this was happening. So I couldn't be with her and experience that joy. So I was already feeling the like flutters of frustration. But she turned to me and she said, it tastes like perfume. <laughs> and I've never, I've never been more upset in my life at the, at the fact that someone might not like our sweet Scottish juice. You should stop playing, playing the <laughs> Scottish, like, bagpipes. Elaine, can you please edit, like, a soft, like... Just really subtly underneath that last bit, if you don't mind. Right, and continue. <laughs> and I, I took it off her, like, you don't deserve this fine can. <laughs> and I took a sip in, in indignance. And it tasted like fucking perfume, because her perfume had spilt all over it, hadn't it? And I had a perfume moustache for the rest of the afternoon. Couldn't eat or drink anything without take it, tasting your... Fu- what fucking perfume do you wear, bitch? <laughs> it was shite. Tasted like shite. <laughs> anyway, you can bet your bottom. When we went to the Asda for our lunch, I bought her a bottle of Iron Brew. It wasn't, it wasn't the good stuff. It wasn't the glass bottle stuff. But we went, we went with full fat, obviously. And... Uh, your fi- your final verdict on the iron brew was it, it tasted like bubble gum right so not ideal mm. but it was at least positive what 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 is like a good reaction then like what would you rather of me have said? i would have really liked it if your eyes literally went orange and <laughs> like your hair just immediately like went blue <laughs> like do you know that way where they like they have those like weird like venom superpower drinks in the superhero movies and it makes their hair go a f- different color yeah or like in sabrina when she like becomes a witch and her hair goes white that's the kind of reaction i would have liked 
It's just not realistic, though, is it? It's not. It's, it's a fantasy, <laughs> isn't it? But it's okay. It was. I, I put up with it, and I thought, you know what? At least I'm getting a half bottle Iron Brew at the end of well, this. Well, exactly, because I could only finish the half. Who's laughing? Mish, mish, mishki. That's who. So Iron Brew, Empire Biscuit. Is that what it is? I, yeah. Uh huh. Haggis. Haggis. Yeah. Um, Cranachan. 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 <laughs> I had a wee Cranachan. <laughs> I had one of those, and that was nice. Yeah, it wasn't sweet enough for you, but... It wasn't sweet enough for me, but I... Which is why I was confused by your not passion for Iron Brew. I was really expecting you know, a... I'm not. I'm not a. I'm not a drinks person. I would rather drink all water and pick a mix. Okay. As my nutrition. <laughs> nutrition. So how many vitamins are you going to get from your pick and mix? It depends what colours they are, see? <laughs> Vitamin C, orange, or uh, Terry's chocolate orange. Absolutely. <laughs> Do you get Terry's chocolate orange in a picking mix? No. Right. I just eat more. Back half. <laughs> You're not getting vitamins. You're going to be a wee dishevelled thing on that on that desert island. Mm. You'll no last. No, no, that's true. But you'll be happy. I'll be happy. And who am I to judge? Mish mish. And that's who. But no, I um, I have I have enjoyed. Oh, and we went to the sweetie shop actually. We did, yeah, we did that. Got sour plumes. Sour plumes. Okay, we'll work on that later. And we got some. Got some like clove rock, which actually I'm not I'm not 100 percent convinced that's Scottish, and it tasted like it's shit when I had it. It was we got the toffee. Oh, what I mean really? Sour plumes is the main thing. Oh, rhubarb and custard. Yeah, they were bang bang, but I think the sewer plumes were the best thing. <laughs> they, I knew that they. Do you know the wee lady was really excited to give us all the best Scottish things? But I knew, and it was the <laughs> only reason I dragged you back because I knew you were trying to avoid it for your own safety. Yeah. Well, I dragged you back into that sweet shop because I really knew that you would like those sewer plumes a lot, mm. and I knew well, that, that was would the change first your thing life. that you went to. You said Scottish sewer plumes. I didn't say that. I said Scottish sewer plumes. Same us. So. <laughs> I truly enjoyed that. But I've I've been really lucky this week that I've gone around Scotland and I've had such a good tour guide. Well, yes, you're right. You also had for your breakfast tatty scone and square sausage. I did, yeah. You did go to your room and nearly barf, but you did like this the tatty scone. Yes, I did. I actually really did. The tatty scone's a good one. Mm. And I really am properly to the point where I've texted my mates and I've asked Warren on the phone, my boyfriend... So what's our, like, Welsh stuff then? What have we got that we can give to other people who don't know Wales? It's Welsh cakes, mate. That's all we've got, Welsh cakes. And we got them in the shop, so it's not even a surprise Do you actually? Us. Yeah. Oh, right. I never buy them because they look like shit. That's probably <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that way? I just look at them and I'm like, raisins in that, innit? You don't want a wee dry scone yeah. that's been squashed with raisins. That's really what Welsh cake is, isn't it? There's a charm there. <laughs> Do you know what? If I was in Wales, I would eat your Wales cake. It's Welsh cakes. <laughs> <laughs> 
so that's our cultural appropriation for this episode. It's fine because I am actually Welsh <laughs> and I have been really rude. <laughs> Is it actually mostly Scottish demographic that you've No, nah, I think it's a bit of a mix. We've got some Americans, I mean, some regardless, English, I'm folk, probably. I offend most people. No, my God, if I don't I'm doing so. it like a Scottish accent really badly. Oh, my God, no, we, we live for it. We live for making fun of people who try and okay, fail. Okay, well, why don't you try and do my accent and then we're on an even keel? We're trying to do my accent. And do it. we're on an even. Key. I'm an actor, mate. Oh, I'm really not. I'm not doing myself justice. You are. Cast me. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Honestly, Misha, you've been such a good tour guide, and I think that actually, when you come to Wales, I'll show you about Cardiff, and you'll think right too. You've got quite a good accent. Oh, I'm dying <laughs> Right-o. I'm dying in a way that you're like, well, oh, that was right. Right-o. Right-o. Do you know, there are some things you can't shake. Right-o. Right-o. So do, is that what I sound like, actually? Uh, is that what I sound like, actually? Really? Really? That was Welsh as fuck. Okay, that was, to be I fair. did you do that on purpose. No. I just think the Welsh accent really has got that up and down sing song, melodic. It's exactly what you melodic, were saying. Yeah. It sounds like the valley's going up and down and up Hello. and down. Hello. How are you? How are you? Is that what you do? Is that what I'm not supposed to do? I don't. Hang on, bear with. I can't even do my own accent. I. Hello. <laughs> do you know what? I'm actually going to cut us there because yeah, at the end of the day, I derailed earlier <laughs> and then I derailed the derail. But actually, what I was going to ask, and this is like finishing on a somber note, mm. I was going to ask because I know that we'd kind of briefly spoke about it earlier and then we're like, so that's kind of, there's something in that, you know. What are your fears? You're in the industry, you're feeling positive, but I know from previous chit chats, and I feel like actually it would be an interesting, an interesting one to share about being a young woman, being someone that's got drive and ambition, and with with the, the like the kind of the building up um, experiences that you've had through your life that make you who you are, the brilliant, bubbly, beautiful soul that you are. But what are the things that you kind of think, oh, shit, man, that that makes my knees quake? <laughs> um, I I think that a fear of like, and you know, I none of these are like fears at the forefront of my mind. It's not as if like I'm thinking every day like, oh my god, I'm so scared of that. Like that's the exact thing that I'm scared of. But I think deep deep down what drives me forward but also sort of in a way keeps me back is like a bit of a comparison thing like I haven't done that I haven't done the same things that other people have done or I'm I'm not at the level that that person is or yeah that I'm I'm not gonna I'm never gonna get to that point Mm -hmm. it's it's just it's a it's like a comparison versus like a um, fear of not quite getting to a certain point, but like I'm not worried. Like I, I am happy in and very, actually, I'm really happy in the way that I'm working at the moment. But I think um, most ladies, young ladies, um, who are working 
alongside me in the industry have this like comparison thing. Yeah. Because there's just there's just I just think there's so many things that you can do in the industry that even when you were doing well, there's just always something else that you could be doing. Like I wanna be doing everything. I wanna I wanna produce that. Oh my god, look how she's directed that, you know. Those are not things that I've got like personal goals for, but at the same time I'm like, I could be doing more, mm-hmm. you know? But your max capacity, you have not stopped, you didn't take any holidays last year. Do you know what it's mean? Like, you've not taken, like, a proper break off. You're always on, you're always doing things. So it's it's mad that we put those pressures on ourselves and we can recognise that there are pressures on ourselves that are not realistic. Mm. But we still beat ourselves up. So I guess what what I... Like, where I'm going with that is is kind of like now giving a positive message of if you if you heard yourself or you heard someone talking about that and saying oh listen but like I'm just I'm not doing enough what would you say um what as in what would I say to somebody who thought that they weren't doing enough or if they say if you kind of heard someone basically saying what you're saying is your kind of things that you kind of like like what would you say what what advice would you give yourself what was like advice would I give myself but like the I think that it's really difficult to practice what you preach in in loads of different areas of life. But if I was talking to myself or somebody who was explaining the same thing that I'm saying there... Which I think is something that a lot of people in our industry feel. Yeah, I think so. I hope so. Mm, I I think I I absolutely think so, yeah. Right. I think we all feel it, which is why I'm kind of, like, doing this whole song and dance about making you kind of talk about it and <laughs> get in there subtly done get in there but it is this is something that we all feel and it's something that is really hard to kind of get it's hard to kind of get a rein on because no matter what great things you're doing you're always looking over your shoulder you're always watching your instagram stories and thinking fuck man they're doing that really cool thing I wish I was doing that cool thing. It's like, in what capacity could you do that cool thing? You're already doing 15 other cool things and you're maxed out to your your the absolute capacity, like, crazy tired. Mm. Like, so I guess it's, like, how how would you kind of... Is Have you got... Is there anything that you think, actually... I guess I'm just looking for a fucking quote that we can quote you on. Just give us, <laughs> give us some inspiration for Christ. Um, I don't know if I've got any. Yeah. Hang on. I. You know when you like feel like you really know what you think about a certain thing, mm-hmm. and you're really, really strong and opinionated about that one thing about yourself, not about mm-hmm. outward, you know, influences or um, other people or other, you know, situations mm-hmm. about yourself. So, like, say, for example, um, oh, my God, I really hope this resonates with you because otherwise I'm, like, a freak. But I might think, right, I'm really strong-willed and I know what I want and I will work really hard to get it. And then I'll think for like a fleeting moment, I have no idea what I want. Or I'll be like, no, I am, um, I 
I'm doing really, really well. Like, for, for, for how hard I've worked, I'm really proud of what I've done, and I'm at the point where I'm happy. But for a fleeting moment, for a second, I'll be like, no, you haven't done well enough. Fucking stupid shape bag. Yeah, that's the fucking... <laughs> that is the fleeting... That's the fleeting doubt yeah. that comes in, yeah. And, and it's like, so annoying. Yeah. But, like, most of the time, I try and be positive and no I don't try and be positive like oh my god it's this uphill struggle like I am I am positive and I am happy and I Mm -hmm. really love working in what I'm doing like mate I love my job I went to my friend's 30th last year (laughs) my friend was like so you know when people get drunk and they talk oh shit drop my tenants what's it called tenants you did it yeah sorry um do you want me to top up no that's fine um yeah, I went to my friend's 30th birthday and um, my friend was like, so, you know when people are drunk, like, some people might get mad, some people might cry, some people might go absolutely berserk, like, whatever they're doing. You, on Beth's birthday, were going round to everyone asking them if they enjoyed their job because you really wanted to talk about your job. So when you're drunk, you just want to talk about your job. That's what I love. <laughs> It's so pathetic, but, like... Is that what you did? Yeah, mate. You just got drunk and went round asking people about their jobs? Yeah, shout out to Sophie Wynn. Because, do you love your job, though? <laughs> but not in a way that I was like, do you love your job? It was a way, like, I just want to talk about work because I just find it so... Because you're so buzzed. But it's that's so an amazing lame, thing. It? It's not lame, because that's why I do. But then at the same time, I do, like... Yeah, sorry, just to go back to your point, like, I do think, oh, God, I'm not there. But, like, I love my job, so, like, I am there. I am there. I enjoy what I do every day. I can live, like, happily and afford a pret and that. <laughs> so <laughs> can afford a pret, life goal ticked. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so... You know. But that's it. Why do we put these high expectations on ourselves? It's like a, it, it's kind of like that moving flag post yeah. or chasing a rainbow. Yeah. You always feel like you're getting closer. Oh my god, this is the direct. I'm going the right direction because I can see. It, I can see. It, I can see. It. And every time you get closer, you get to the next marker. The goalpost moves. Yeah. And I just generally think that that is life, and it's the it's why we keep going. I think when you actually get to the end of the rainbow, when you get to that pot of gold. I mean, Maybe the pot of gold's a pot of stones. And you actually get there and you think, God, what have I been chasing? So the reason it keeps disappearing is because it keeps you excited. God, that actually wasn't as positive as... It, it was. It felt like it was going to go positive mm. and then I made it a pot of stones. But, but, like, I think that you need to have that, like, something to look forward to. Yeah. Other, otherwise, what are we doing it for? Why are we doing the job? Why are we working hard? Why are we like working these hours and like doing the graft if there's not something that we're doing it for? Yeah. Even if that the for, even if the pot of gold is that feeling of I've made these people, however many quote number here, these people's life better. I've facilitated opportunities for five people. If that's all you want, then that is a good enough pot of gold for you. Yeah. But, like, if you constantly are like, oh, I'm going to do that, and then you get to that, and you're like, oh, maybe I could do... It's, like, it's just exciting. I think that is part... It is part of life. Yeah, yeah. You're always Also, like, say if you've got that ultimate goal, and then that happens... 
am I going to die now? Like, yeah. what All right. comes no, no. next? Goodbye. So I think um, as much as it might feel minutely frustrating, like, mate, that's what I wanted 10 years ago and now I'm there and, you know, I've got another thing now. Like, for a, for a moment that might feel like, what's the bloody point? I'm just always going to have something else. Mm -hmm. But otherwise, you might just die. <laughs> If you stop. Do you know what? I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't stop, because you'll die. You might die. Thanks for listening. You've uh, you've been a great listener tonight. <laughs> you've been a great audience. Um, okay, Kay. one one more question okay, I'm to burden pants, you. Probably. Don't wee your pants. Are you really bursting? I'm oh God, you told me that you had a tiny bladder. <laughs> this was all a test to get her to this point, and we could we could embarrass her in front of everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me what the words persistent and nasty make you feel or think or what visceral response. Persistent just uh, makes me feel... It reminds me of that adamant... Um, no, what did I say? Assertive, Assertive yeah. thing. Persistent and nasty. Like, persistent and nasty. If those things are related to each other, then they don't match. I am persistent... And I'm persistent because I know what I want, but that's in no way a dirty word, you know? So nasty, uh, I don't think it goes with it for no. me. I'm persistent, absolutely, but that's a good thing. So do you find the word nasty, um, it's got the negative, it's got that negative connotation for you? Uh, yeah, yes. And you wouldn't want to be nasty? No. Is it because for you nasty is like being cruel or unkind or mean? Yeah. 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 Like if you, um, if I, well, what we were talking about, you know, the way that I was in school, you know, I was not a good student. Full circle, guys. Hey. Call back. Bringing it back. Um, but I wasn't nasty. Like I wasn't a nasty girl, a nasty gal, shout out, but brand. There are other brands available. Sorry. <laughs> um, but I, I was not, um, I was a nice child but I was just naughty so nasty yes is I would not associate that with a persistency is that a word persistency persistence cool <laughs> I like that I um I'm not going to try and change your mind because I think that's absolutely valid but what do you think though oh god nobody ever asks me what I think no because I'm interested so for me nasty is one of those words I mean we've kind of like We've kind of done a bit of this in in our in in previous episodes, mm -hmm. um, but for me, nasty has that. Well, I mean, it comes from um, the nas being a nasty woman and Trump calling Clinton a nasty woman, and <sighs> and then women kind of standing by and going like, "All right, well, I mean, I'm gonna own I that guess word. I guess I'm nasty because." I um, quit my job because my boss sexually harassed me. I mean, I'm being dramatic and, like, quoting the most extremes here. But it's like, oh, I'm, I'm nasty because I birthed a child and I bleed every month and I'm nasty because... Oh, like, like a... Because like I fart sometimes. Yeah, it's like that yeah. kind of... We came claiming it and being like, as a woman, listen, if I want to, like... I'm not going to be because I am. I am on the same page as you. As I don't want. I'm not a nasty person. I'm not unkind, or I'm not nasty in a sense of I'm not cruel. I'm not mean. I'm not. I would hate to hurt anyone's feelings. I literally would struggle to hurt a fly. <laughs> but see if someone said, um, "But I also wouldn't want to be a nice girl." 
See, if someone called me nice, I'd be like, no, I'm not nice. I am fucking angry and I'm intelligent and I'm fiercely protective of my friends. Like, I'm not nice. Nice. Well, do you associate nice with, like, a bit of a pushover? Like, yeah. Really? I've been nice and I've been walked over and I am now fighting that urge to just lie and be like, okay, sure, I'll do that for you. It's cool. I'll just cry in the corner. I love crying. I love crying so much, <laughs> but that's okay as well. We're allowed to cry and we're allowed to feel fucking sad and shitty and ugly and crap sometimes because that's human that's part of our life we we will feel everything and we're allowed to sit in those emotions and feel sorry for ourselves and be a moany cow and just think just fucking bring me a tea and shop about it just just fucking rub my feet they hurt as if like as if anyone would bring me tea or rub, rub my feet but one can dream that's one my that's dream. my pot of gold guys yeah someone to rub my feet and bring me tea <laughs> Insight into Misha's sad life. <laughs> it's the little things. But yeah, I just think for me, nasty is about, yeah, reclaiming that and saying, do you know what, if you're going to call me nasty, you're a prick. Yeah. So fuck off. Yeah. Because actually, yeah, I am nasty because I'm angry at, at women who've been walked over mm. because they've been nice women. Mm -hmm. So I guess for me, yeah, it's like kind of that, the spectrum, nasty and nice. There's been a lot of women who've been nice and they've been like told, oh my God, you're so nice. You're such a nice wife. You're so nice and you're so like helpful and nice. It's like these women have got degrees and they've fought to get the jobs that they're doing and they've absolutely clawed their way through shitty like relationships and difficult upbringings. And they've had so many fucking adversities and barriers and things that have really made it hard for them to get where they are. Don't you dare call them nice because they are absolute queens, goddesses, power women, fucking superstars. And Warriors. Yeah. yeah. Warrior woman. Warrior woman. So yeah, that's why for me, nasty is about saying, do you know what, call me nasty. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah. So, yeah. And I'll take all those other words. And I'll take all those I other words as well. Shit. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, I've got that m immense imposter syndrome and I constantly doubt myself, but the this more is what I I'm say saying, it, right? So, yeah. so we, like, we speak like we're so strong and that we, we really believe in ourselves and all those things. And then the next second, I'll say sorry or I'll say, and also I'm really insecure. Yeah. So, like, it's like, a, a bit of a battle between no I am that person mm -hmm. I am strong and I do believe in myself and I do think that I'm doing really well oh but actually I'm not actually you I'm know? just really just, I'm just a little girl just trying to have a big voice sorry my apologies <laughs> for standing and living and breathing your air yeah but and I actually think that that's okay it's okay to not it, it's important to spread the words that we want to hear back the work that what we are saying these messages that we're giving this kind of you need to believe in yourself and you need to, all this kind of like total amping cheerleading i mean i'm a i'm a freaking brilliant cheerleader i'll cheerlead for everyone will i cheerlead for myself hell no mm -hmm. i but at the same time the more i say it will that make will i hear it better the more i say it am i eventually convincing myself yeah i think or so. if i am if i'm cheerleading so many people if if they then hear me talking talking myself down they'll be like 
hang on. Check yourself, mate. Check yourself, mate. You're bullshit. What would yeah. you have said to me? You'd have said, you're a fucking beautiful, brilliant, strong woman. Doesn't matter what you're doing or where mm. you are because you're loving what you're doing and the work you're doing is really exciting yeah. and successful in my eyes. And I'd go, right, okay, thanks. You're right. I you're do right. think you have to carry on. I mean, obviously, if there is a serious route to you doubting yourself, then that has to be explored and, you know addressed and all those things but i'm a real believer in fake it till you make it i think yeah <laughs> so if i think if we go back to the like the fact that we've been doing these um workshops this week if any of the um exceptional students that we've seen this week are listening to this exceptional. my advice to you for being out in the industry i and i'm still super like super fresh faced in my my career Oh, look, there I go apologising for what I'm saying. Yeah. <sighs> Bullshit, See? bitch. Yeah. Anyway, so my advice for, like, getting out there in the real world and, like, when you've done your degree, you've done your HNC, you've done your HND, you've done your foundation course, whatever version of training you've done or non-training, when you're in this industry, fake it till you make it. It is literally the thing that has got, I suspect, both of us yeah. to the levels that we're at, whatever level you want to perceive that is, because you can perceive that. In our eyes, I think that we've we've got ourselves to, like, a level of... Yeah, but also, like, I think when I would think before... About that term, like, fake it till you make it, I definitely um, do that and will continue to do that until I retire, probably, yeah. in any situation. I'm always trying to, you know, show myself as a confident, like, I know what I'm doing so that I'm in control of a situation, you know. And that doesn't come from a place of insecurity. That comes from a place of, like, I want to actually just get on with the job mm -hmm. and I want to learn on the job and I want to know everything that I can possibly know about what I'm doing right now, but also what I should be doing and what I could be doing. So, like, I'm only going to know that if I'm doing it on the job. Nobody's going to sit me down and go... Okay, you need to do this, this, and this, and this. It's, to be honest, especially in casting, you do just like there's no real career course. Yeah. Really, yeah. you know, the, so you do have to just learn on the job as yeah. much as you can, and, and that's faking it till you make it. Faking it till you make it, exactly. Saying that you can do a job, even if you're maybe like 70% convinced that you could do it, or even 40%, or even 20%, if you think that you could probably do it eventually one day, do it now. <laughs> yeah. Cut the corner. Yeah. Fucking swear, do it, live your dream. Do you know what? At the end of the day, even if if you are nice and you try, if you, you can ask questions, ask people questions, say, listen, I wasn't sure you said about that. Can I just ask you about that? Just ask questions and then just go for it because the chances are you'll do it right. Yeah. Also, just talking about the question thing, when I, <laughs> when I first started working in film... If somebody said to me, oh, you know, blah, blah, blah in that film and they'd reference a film that I hadn't seen, I'd go, oh, yeah. I just... Because I hadn't... I wasn't fully educated. You can't possibly watch everything anyway. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is, which is related to what you just said, is now I just say, no, I haven't seen that. Should I put that on my list? Or, um, no, what was that about? Or no, Because then I'm learning, whereas before I would just be looking like an idiot. Just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And, and then, then they go, oh, what, it, what did you think about when this happened? And then I'd be like, 
Um, I need, I need the toilet. Bye. So this is why I'm such a good liar. <laughs> this is why I can, when you say, oh, what's that castle? I can go, it's Inverness Castle. The Earl of Inverness <laughs> lived there. And uh, when he went off to it, that's why I can do that. Because when people say to me, have you seen that movie? I go, yeah, yeah, really. I thought um, that uh, actress um, <laughs> was really, really interesting. Such mm. a nice look. Mm. And I'll just bluff what it. What an interesting choice. What an, inter- what an interesting choice. I thought that casting... It was... Uh, um, revolutionary. It was revolutionary. No, the, the film was literally just buildings. There was no casting mm. in it, Misha. Oh, it right, a, well, I thought TV the show. fact that they cast the, <laughs> those, the, the cinema scape, I think it works. <laughs> you will very rarely get caught out for being a great liar. So the message from this podcast, <laughs> lie through your teeth with a smile. <laughs> And enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. And pure positivity. (laughs) And no one will know. Never know. Anyway, (laughs) I feel like I've kept your time long enough and I know that you're wriggling around bursting for a pee. You're literally peeing out your eyes. Your eyes are crying, <laughs> crying your pee. I, I That's a, that is an image we don't need. Oh, so thanks so much for listening, guys. Uh, it's been another episode of Persistent and Nasty Podcasts. Um, you've been listening to your hosts for this evening, Misha McCullough and Hannah Marie Williams, casting director. <laughs> <laughs> See you later and stay nasty. <laughs> we always do that. I love Okay, so I'm knocking just before it says the final. Okay, so it's, um, (laughs) thanks very much. Right, okay, you ready? You know the script. We'll work it out. Okay. It's literally just, as long as you hit the nasty bit, that's, we're good. Okay, Okay? fine. So thanks very much for listening and stay Stay nasty. nasty. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to wait myself. i got to (laughs) go. Thanks very much, guys. Hannah's pissed herself on the floor. And... Stay Stay nasty. nasty! She's so nasty!